0: Hello everybody. Welcome to Bubble Bash with Zach and Matthew. Welcome to the tub. Today we have the featured guest of Madison Smith, future scholar, heir to the throne. <laughs> How about you say hi? Hi. Today we're going to be talking about Enneagrams, and what it's like to be a one. Um, Madison Smith is a one, and a communist, too. Mm. Mm. You also do a little bit of hand modeling on the side, y'all.
1: I actually do, Mm -hmm. yes, so Mm. I don't know if you heard about that, but my hand can be seen on the. Social media websites for the North American Mission Board, actually. I'm hand-modeling a a magazine. Interned with over the summer? Yes, so I'm actually hand-modeling a magazine Mm. for them. Mm. Funny you brought that up. How
2: did being a one help with your internship?
1: Uh, I think it definitely...
0: You need um, that perfect shot for those Sorry, hands. we might need to start this <laughs> over. This isn't
1: perfect enough for me. I've, I've, I'm not feeling like this is... I'm going to go back and, and rethink this after I leave here. That's um,
0: okay.
1: So basically, I think it, it made me be more um, of a perfectionist in the mm-hmm. things that I do. I wanted to do my job with excellence and not just um, do my job and leave, but I wanted to make it a better my workplace a better place.
2: Hmm. Mm.
0: Okay. Commendable. I love it. Yeah, I loved it too. Upstanding. Um, (laughs) Should we explain what the Enneagram is? The Enneagram is like a personality test. And, um, you what do you know about ones that you'd like to tell everybody?
1: Ones are idealists. So that, essentially, we see the world as it should be. And everything that falls short of that disappoints us essentially. Mm-hmm. So it's just very sad life. Um, <laughs> we, we want people to live their, to their full potential. We want ourselves to live to our full potential. and we want things to be perfect, um, which means that we care a lot, but sometimes we come across as judgmental, which is not um, our intention.
0: Mm. <laughs> tell, tell us about sometimes <laughs> say <you've, like>, uh, <laughs> Tell us about sometimes you've been disappointed this week.
1: Um, well, I have this friend. His name is Zach. And, um,
0: what did
1: I do? Do you need to step out? We can keep this between me and Matthew and our two listeners if you'd like. <laughs> um, anyway, Matthew, Wait, no. I have this friend, Zach, and I okay. walked in the dining hall the She's other day. Talking night.
2: about other Zach. You know the one.
1: Hypothetical <laughs> Zach. He's a hypothetical character. Zach Scott.
2: Okay, keep going. Um, so, the one.
1: So we were in the dining hall and we sat down to eat our, um, our orange chicken and fried rice and he just he just was acting very pitiful and sad that day and i could not figure out what was going on and i was just disappointed that he didn't have a smile on his face
0: what does that have to do with being a one? I feel like that's just in a human thing when your friends are sad. That
1: is a sneak peek into episode nine, in uh, which we will talk about what it means to be an Enneagram. It goes family, full circle. Featuring my friend Zach.
0: It goes full circle because I'm nine wing one. Oh yeah, it does go full circle, huh? Um, hmm, so ones are upset when they see someone not as happy as can be. Yeah. Would you say you're always happy as can be, Madison?
1: Most definitely. Is that true? Except when I cry. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> relatable.
2: Um, so as a one, what's it like? If, for instance, like I'm a four, so I know naturally, like with my um, impulsive tendencies, those are things that I tend to give into, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of mm, suppressing those desires to act out, um, I act on them. Well, Mm -hmm. how does that work as a one if you naturally, I suppose, suppress those and you're more disciplined? Or it seems.
1: I think that the question, I think that depending on your Enneagram, the questions you ask yourself before doing something are different. Mm -hmm. So I think for you, it's going to be a different question. Um, For me, I always ask myself, like, is this right? Like, is this is this like moral? Mm -hmm. Like, is this um, making me or someone else a better person? Quit distracting me, please. I think to myself, um, well, I regret this decision or is this decision going to make myself better? Is this decision making someone else better? And I think about it a lot. um, So it kind of comes back to, for me, I'm really driven by my like moral compass. Whereas for other personality types, that's not their driving force when they make a decision. Not that it's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not judging. (laughs) Okay,
0: good. Thank you for clarifying. Um, Yeah, that makes sense let me ask a quick question do you like the enneagram yes or no yeah you do um so you don't feel like people focus on it too much and think oh i'm just going to relate his actions or her actions to their personality type
1: yeah i love it when people do that actually <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> it's it's you can blame everything on your personality type there's no no mm-hmm. decisions that are res- up to you. Like, it it's all comes back to your personality type.
2: Uh huh. Is that true? Do you believe that? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I almost believe something similar to that. Um, but that's a whole other conversation. I hate both wanna of those. You want to tell us beliefs. about it? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, and it's usually the way that I end up forgiving people for things, uh, that, that it's hard to hold other people responsible for some of their actions. Like, I definitely think, like if somebody kills someone, like, they should be held accountable in a court of law. Well, it's just their personality. No, yeah, so <laughs> there like, there definitely is a threshold, and I have trouble denoting that threshold sometimes, but when it comes to me forgiving other people, um, it does make a big difference if I associate, like, for instance, um, like I have had some problems with my dad in my life, and the way that I have found to forgive him is, one, like, it has a lot to do with the fact that I recognize that God has forgiven me for everything, but specifically, um, I recognize, like, the things that have happened in his life, like his parents divorced when he was eight, have affected him in such a way that he has turned out the way that he is. Like, he's a product of his upbringing and right. his development, which is something that's so unpredictable. So you know? You're right. like, God for so it makes it hard then to hold other people accountable, not to hold other people accountable, but like, but that's also something I used to, like, justify, like, like you said, like, um, like impulsive nature is like, oh, well, I mean, it's just, you know, I can't really control it.
1: Right. Well, I think it's also knowing your personality type and knowing those those things about yourself help you understand your weaknesses better mm-hmm. and help you become more aware of those things. Right. Um, and so in all seriousness, it's not a justification for the things that you do that are not okay or the things that you do that are um, reckless or stupid or hurtful. It's instead a way that you can, a tool that you can use to recognize those things in yourself sure. and become more aware of them so that you can work through them. Um, because I have certain things about my personality that cause me to do things that I shouldn't do, like that make me more prone to doing things that I shouldn't mm. do. But because I can be more aware of who I am and of other people like me, I can um, be conscious of not falling into those areas of weakness.
0: Mm-hmm. Now I have a question. As a one, is there any uh, Enneagram types that you see specifically that you just don't get along with?
1: I think for me, for my personality type, it's difficult to be around anyone who thinks that um, that their way is always the best way, uh, because I really care about truth and I really want everyone to like have the humility to recognize that like, oh, maybe we haven't arrived at the right conclusion, but like together, like let's talk through this, let's work through this. Um, But I think that's where it comes back to the Enneagram being a helpful tool is that you see there are people, maybe that is a weakness for them um, and being able to recognize, okay, is this a person's tendency to be super confident in all their decisions Mm -hmm. whereas deep down inside maybe they're not really um and just having like the grace for people it gives you a lot of grace and i heard um the i cannot remember what his name is right now but the sleeping at last um (laughs) artist everybody loves sleeping at last um he he described the enneagram as a tool for empathy and i think that's a really good way to describe Mm -hmm. it because it helps you see people that like get under your skin or situations that frustrate you and you can say oh what's
0: his enneagram
1: He's a nine actually. Yeah.
0: I thought yep. so. it took him about a year to make that song. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why it that's is one the, month for everyone. Right.
2: It is the best song that he has. I, you uh, think so? Uh, I would yeah, disagree. I've listened to the four. <laughs> I'm not crazy about the four one because it's a so like sappy. it's just it is, and it's also general and broad. I just I'm not crazy about it. I really I do no love idea. my song.
1: I really do love one.
2: Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, I'm we glad we that somebody gets something out of it. I
1: would play music on
0: Yeah. I like the two. I think that's the best song.
1: Two, my roommate is a two.
0: And then nine came out. Well, it's not the best Enneagram, but it's the best song.
1: <laughs> two is very emotional. That one gets me.
0: Hmm. Madison, quick mm-hmm.
2: question. So as the Enneagram one, you integrate when you're healthier to look more like a healthy seven, I suppose. Like you pull aspects out of is that. Is that true?
1: I didn't know mm-hmm. that.
2: And you, you didn't know that? Mm-mm. And then when you're unhealthier, mm-hmm. you, you sort of six. disintegrate into a four. You really? One I thought year. it was six. Yeah. Okay. Well, if it's not something you know about... Um, does that make sense? See, like, like when you're unhealthier, you tend to wallow and give in to your emotions a lot more, and just
1: oh, for sure, yeah, I can see mm-hmm. that because when I'm when I'm in a good place, I tend to be really uh, more free spirited and mm-hmm. more driven by fun, and just um, my like the <laughs> the. Um, the justice-oriented part of me is more driven, like, to positive and good things and, right. like, positive energy. When I'm in a bad place, the justice-oriented nature of me is, like, more in- oriented towards, like, anger and, like, guilt and, like, anger at myself and stuff like that. Um, and, and it causes me to just think on my feeling. How did that person make me feel? Or, like, I feel so bad that I did that. I feel so bad about myself. So I can see for that how that's true. Mm-hmm.
0: Justice. You think Batman was the one? There's no way. Justice. Maybe...
2: I think Batman was an eight. Oh, God. (laughs) It's kind of horrible, honestly. (laughs) People are just minding their own business, and he's going around beating them up. (laughs) I don't think they're minding their own business. Typical eight. I (laughs) know. I don't know. (laughs) I
0: think a one would do that. i say, hey, you're not doing that the right
2: way. He's kind of moody, so he might be a four. (laughs) He dresses up in a huge bat costume. (laughs) This is just how I express myself.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm losing my mind already.
1: I think I I have an idea for this um, this whole shebang.
0: Okay, we're up. So,
1: open. you um you explained to me before I came on the show that you would be doing a series where mm-hmm. you featured guest speakers from all Here's nine of one the enneagram types. How we're doing
0: it wrong. <laughs> all
1: nine of the enneagram types, correct?
0: Yeah, all ten. So,
1: what if you have a Ethical scenario okay. that you ask each of your interviewees.
0: Same scenario or different scenario? Same scenario. scenario. Okay. And
1: compare how each type responds. Mm.
0: Since we haven't picked a scenario, <laughs> I'll pick one out so right near now. Get me with a scenario, Zach. Um, there's a train with your child on it.
1: Mm-hmm. This and can't. No, nothing morbid. Just something like. No, no, no. no, no. Okay, okay? This is a scenario
0: that will make you have to decide. There's a train with your also, child Also, side on note:
1: it. I've been having some very insane dreams lately. Just oh, for all too. the listeners, I have been talking in my sleep. Oh, like <laughs> I nobody. Done that. Like so, me and my roommate last night were okay, no were scenario. talking before we fell asleep, because she said I've been saying. Like, I've been getting up. I leaned over her the other night. What? In the middle of the night and started asking her questions. I sat up last night and I said, I'm just so sorry for the way that I'm being. I'm just really, really sorry. And I, like, got up and walked around and got back in bed. She
0: does sleepwalk, I've heard I do sleepwalk. That. I
1: sleepwalk, like, every night now. And it's, it's kind of getting concerning, so. I'm going
0: to come in there with a bath.
1: But anyway, um, that just made me think of bad dreams when you started um, down that little feel, but mm. continue with, with your ethical train? scenario. Okay. Continue.
0: You have a, a child on the train. Your child mm-hmm. is on a train and you're up at the operating system and there is another child in this, front of the like, train. I don't like this scenario.
1: Pick a different one.
0: And it's on the railroad tracks and you have the brakes to pull on that train, but if you pull those brakes, the train for sure is going to go off the rails and your child won't live. But if you don't pull the brakes, that child is not going to live. What do you choose? <laughs> Your this child is, a is bad saved. scenario.
1: You need to think of another one while I'm talking. Okay, think of a better one to ask all nine types.
0: Mm. Um, I can, but I realize I messed up the scenario. Yeah,
1: that's. There actually, is no
0: child. There is no other child. Your child. I've
1: re- I've taken philosophy with Gary no, no, Elkins, no, no. and this is definitely. This is how wet. it's
0: supposed to be, actually. You're a train operator, and you can pull the brakes on a train, and everyone on that train will die. And your kid was with you at work today, and your kid wandered off onto the railroad tracks, and there's no time to save him. Mm. So you either have to mm-hmm. let him get hit by the train or pull the brakes and everyone else on the train dies.
1: That's a tough one. Um,
0: what would you do? Put oh, your kid I down there, a
1: family-friendly one. <laughs>
2: That's tough to come up with on the fly. Yeah,
1: I'll have to think about that one for, for next time.
0: Okay, we're having ones on every week now. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I, need
1: you to, I need you to hit me with a more, um, a more. Give me a TFC ethical scenario. Oh, oh my
0: gosh. gosh. Okay, you see, um,
1: that doesn't name specific people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to <laughs> point <part> out names. <laughs> you see, uh, a couple walking around a lot and uh you're really interested in um whether they're interested in each other Mm -hmm. or maybe whether they're even engaged okay do you go and Uh start asking around the question or do you stop and not gossip to them not to them because you don't want it you don't want to just walk up and be like oh you guys like each other you want to find out situation i definitely
1: wouldn't do that definitely wouldn't go up and ask if they liked each other. Usually you can So tell. you definitely want to go um,
0: and ask their friends, but would you be want, willing to gossip to get information?
1: Well, I think it depends on your um, definition of gossip.
0: She has an ulterior motive. I would say
1: that if I'm asking for the sake of knowing how to better interact around these particular two people, I would say there's nothing wrong with asking someone else if they're together.
0: Interesting. So she is willing to compromise morals for answers. <laughs> that is something we've learned about ones. I think of some more scenarios, I guess, and she wants to yes no scenarios, ones.
2: but quick question. Mm-hmm. Um mm, I guess as a one, but not even as a one. As Madison Smith, what do you love?
1: What do I love?
2: Who do you love?
1: I love I love people. I love deep conversations. I love mountains. I like road trips with the windows down and the music up. Wow! I like.
0: This is gonna be great when I create a match profile for
1: her. Um, Windows down. I'm just writing my Tinder profile. Yeah. Um, Perfect. Um, (laughs) I enjoy yellow flowers and homemade pizza. And Chick-fil-A cookies.
2: Mm. Okay, you guys right here first. You know, uh, the Chick-fil-A cookies have a tendency
1: actually a of being recalled.
2: Language. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. They have a tendency Mine is words recaled. of affirmation. Oh, because of chunks of plastic in them.
1: Interesting. <laughs> That's just yeah. flavoring. Do you, do you still work for...
2: Nah, I quit. Okay. I hated that place. Well, actually, I love the place. Couldn't stand the general manager.
0: Yeah. I had to go. Ben. That's um, unfortunate.
1: I actually just had a six-pack of cookies in my <laughs> pantry the other day, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't happen to bite into any plastic.
0: Uh, You're Oh yeah. It without none. But uh, anyone listening, if you want to take Madison on the perfect date, you know how to now. Mm-hmm. Immediately a road trip with the windows down and the music up. Um,
1: Bring me yellow flowers. Oh. Yellow
0: flowers and a walk on the beach when you get there. Quick question. Mountains. How no, open
2: to this would you be? We set you up on a blind date.
1: Uh, it's just yeah, a business we're starting. Absolutely. If I give you a, a set of standards, because oh, actually, I, that's am idea, one. Honestly, I am a. An it's probably a good idea, honestly. Because we
2: keep gram. asking people, and we're like, ah, we think this would work, but we really have no idea. Mm-hmm. So actually, that's
0: probably that a great us more idea. Than you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh.
0: What's it like to be a future scholar? Do you feel like you get to hold your head a little higher than everyone else because you don't have college debt? Well, or... I heard
1: a rumor, actually, from
0: I've heard a few somewhere rumors.
1: on campus that future scholars was an inside job. Mm. And I Can you explain that? That is actually classified information, so...
2: Mm. An I inside believe inside job? If it what was, are you talking
0: about? Classified information, you brought it up. I
1: just heard a rumor.
0: If it was an inside job, I believe Rachel Smith would have won too. <laughs> and I would have lost my mind if two Smiths were in future scholars. But you don't colors.
1: understand, though. They, have to co- they, had, they couldn't make it that obvious. Mm-hmm. The only reason I'm giving this much info- information is because we got the we only Clintons this
2: college. Yeah, it's true. So when you say inside job, you mean it started with Seth Van Horn because of family reasons?
1: I can't give any information for him.
0: Well, I'm gonna start making assumptions then. <laughs> Let's just say Seth Van Horn holds some stocks to TFC. Huh?
2: The Van Horn family, huh? Mm-hmm. Interesting.
1: He actually competed against his twin. And he won? And the only reason he went was so that he could beat her. Where'd she go? <laughs> she here?
2: Oh, my God. So she
1: just had to pay for it.
0: <laughs> it's okay. It happens. Yeah. I never knew he had a toy.
1: No. Actually, when I came to Future Scholars, when I came to TFC for the first time, I didn't like it that much. Why? Because no one was here. It was the middle of the summer. Y'all know how that is.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and we're here.
1: All the buildings were locked. And I just, I don't know. I didn't really know how I felt about it. I um, 16? Yeah, I was 16.
0: Sweet, sweet, young little Madison on <laughs> campus. Yeah.
1: So I came here. It was it was just okay, but I knew I needed to come back for Future Scholars, and I had a really good time with it. Honestly, it was just a lot of fun to mm-hmm.
2: me. You did me a kindness.
1: Oh, I forgot you were uh-huh. there. Yeah. Hey, funny story about Matthew. We came into
2: Future Gate Scholars.
1: College. I. Wait, what? Yes, we came into Future Scholars Gate Cottage for check-in, And there was a big, um... Man. A big... uh, What do you call those A pitcher of sweet tea.
2: Yeah, a little dispenser of it. A little
1: dispenser. Mm -hmm. He pours his sweet tea into one of those little plastic cups Mm -hmm. like they use at wedding receptions. Yeah. And it and just...
2: I, I turned the, little, the nozzle the wrong way. Instead of closing it, I opened it up further, and it just went spewing out everywhere. And
1: it overflowed straight And I said, oh, my
2: God, I just got here. What do I do? I said, I don't <laughs> see napkins anywhere. And so I sat there, and I was kind of, I don't know. But Masson came up, and she comforted me. She said, hey, don't worry. I did the exact same thing. I said, sweet. And I didn't talk to her ever again. And then I saw a picture, and it said, this is our future scholar, Madison Smith. I said, that's the girl who saved me. From having a panic
0: attack. (laughs) That's a beautiful story. Mm -hmm. I didn't know uh, who my class's future scholar was for a while.
1: Who was your class's future scholar? Yeah, Dante. Dante? Oh, Dante! (laughs) Wow. Um, I forget since it was an inside job. Sometimes I just Mm -hmm.
0: I forget. Snuck Dante (laughs) in there. It was so
1: secretive, like we had to keep it so private that Mm -hmm. I just.
2: I
0: have no idea what you're talking about anymore. Yeah, the future um, scholars,
2: I guess, being an inside job.
0: <laughs> I'm so confused okay, about I'm ready to go back to the Enneagram with all this confusion. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What's the uh, Enneagram type you get along with the best?
1: Good question.
0: Other ones? That sounds horrible.
1: I get along pretty well with nines for the most part.
0: Me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, two best
0: friends well, yeah i I actually <laughs> do get
1: along pretty well with nines um I get along well with 2s
0: mm-hmm, so anyone that she can be a wing with <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: true my yeah um yeah, I'd say that I have a lot I, I would say that a lot of times I get along with sevens as long as they don't make me feel like I'm um
0: lesser of a person
1: as long as they don't make me feel like I'm uptight for um for being who I am.
2: Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I love sevens as long as I don't feel like they're being fake. Which, it doesn't always happen. You got any names?
0: Nah, I'm <laughs> kidding. Please don't. We don't know if they're going to listen to it. <laughs> um. What, what is your wing?
1: I think I'm a wing nine. Mm-hmm. Or so the test. But when you're unhealthy,
0: me. maybe a wing two when you cry a little more than you're supposed to.
1: Yeah, like oh. last year.
0: Mm-hmm. She was a wing two last year, wing nine this
2: year. Yeah. She switches mm-hmm. back and yeah, that's forth. That's
1: fun.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's the healthiest thing to do, to switch back and forth between your wings. Yeah. <laughs> Gives you a little bit of time in both areas. I agree.
0: Sometimes uh, last year I'd be walking, and uh, I wanted to know if she was being a one or a wing two, and uh, if she'd talk to me or cry that day. It was a tricky slope. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it just also depended on whether or not Zach was being... Um, A wing eight. (laughs) (laughs) Rude or kind that day. Or pointing out the fact that I hadn't shaved my legs in a couple days. Did you say
0: that? I didn't say it like that. Making
1: jokes about my ex-boyfriend who was two feet away.
0: Oh, my God. He was more than two feet away.
1: And he definitely made me feel very uncomfortable.
0: (laughs) You're making me seem like a menace. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) it would. It it makes a lot more sense. It's not like I was like, oh, you didn't shave your legs. We're sitting at, like, a volleyball game, and I happen to notice Madison's wearing, like, long black pants, and her ha- her legs were a little hairy. I noticed, I was like, she has to be wearing those pants because she doesn't want people seeing her legs. Because I kept seeing her pull them down, like, walk her, pull them down to, like, past her ankle. And then I looked, and there was some hair on it, and uh, we were in the month of November. Oh, and- which is why I
1: was wearing I, the pants, not to I, cover anything up.
0: I, would, I thought it would be funny if I looked at her and said... <laughs> Huh, no shave November, huh? And oh, uh no. she got a little more upset at that than I thought she would. <laughs> you know, it's you kind never of know. Season of life. You never know. I was
1: I was I was acting out as an unhealthy four during that
2: show. Sure. Uh, the hair was a form of expression. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I want too many girls expressing. <laughs> I get
1: it. Well, yeah. you know, it's been really great, um, being on here guys, but Mm-hmm. I think I might uh, have to head out. Here we'll wrap this you up. Know, I've got things on my agenda. One last I question. I have to check off my checklist.
0: One last question. I get it. Would you ever get a tattoo? Mm-hmm.
1: Would I? No.
0: Why? Is that personality or just you?
1: That is, I don't yet have anything significant enough to put on my body forever. Also, mm-hmm. it was Dress me out. If they made a mistake. And I think that I change my style enough. And I also, I don't know how to explain this. I would get annoyed with it after a period of time. Mm-hmm. I would just get bored with it.
2: Um, last thing before you go. First of all, thank you for being on the yeah, show. Sorry it's, it's a little, uh, uh, a little uh, disorganized mm-hmm. here and there. This tub um, is getting cramped. Mm-hmm. It is a little humid in here too. But... Uh, just for you and all the listeners, really, who want to be set up on a blind date, if you want to email us some parameters, you mm-hmm. can email us at, at zacharyloftin at tfc.edu. That's z a c h a r y l o f t i n at tfc.edu. Or Matthew Evans at I d.
0: Uh, yeah, I can't believe even the school got my name wrong. Everyone thinks my name is Zachary.
1: Or if you want to go <laughs> on a blind date with me and that's you don't want to ask them first. <laughs>
0: That's not you a blind or date. You want two listeners? That's not a blind date if they come up to you. Also,
2: <laughs> this goes on SoundCloud, so we have no idea who's listening to this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, some stranger.
0: I'd like to meet Madison Smith. What's your social security real quick? Okay. Yeah, Um. but if you're willing to uh, take a leap of faith and uh, really put your heart on the line for Madison Smith, I know she may try to fix it a few times, but... Mm-hmm. She, it's worth it.
2: And just so you know, if you're a four, ones do have a tendency to take your emotions and chuck them.
0: <laughs> hey, so. CK fours, Cat Terrell. Um, so <laughs> her being a four, <laughs> that's They'll why she, that's why hair. she loves. Um, she will hate. That's why thing. she loves her tattoos and she loves her expression. Mhm. It's um, true. Through those tattoos, but a one, a true one, would never want a tattoo because they would get too annoyed that it wouldn't be just perfect ever. I agree. So, more reason to stop believing Kat's lies that she's a one, but really a four.
1: We may never know.
0: All right, Madison, uh, thanks for coming on. Don't worry, you'll win a date probably by next week. Mm -hmm. All right, sounds good. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, Or at least like a week after this goes up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just let me
1: know so I can be ready.
0: You may exit our bathtub now.
2: Well, I think that went great. So there you have it. That's what it's like to be a one wing nine. (laughs) Oh, hey, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Um, And so, like we mentioned, it's a series that we'll be doing probably. um, Maybe not every week, but pretty consistently because there's only a couple weeks really left of the semester. Like, I mean, maybe 10 or... um, That's enough. Or a, I don't know. Anyways, um, thank you so much for tuning in. If you've made it this far, um, see you next week, and we'll be interviewing—I we'll, have no idea who—but uh, some two, uh, two in this tub with us. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> thanks for stopping by the tub.